0: Well, we have been talking about the jeopardy that we live in. This is jeopardy. And of course, uh, it's hard to to get people to recognize the jeopardy that we live in because we live in a country and live in a time when it seems to have everything that we possibly can need. And I think we've been fooled into thinking or tricked into think, thinking by the devil that because everything seems to be good there's food on the table we have roofs overhead we have uh, infrastructure that it beats everything in the entire world and yet we still if we look at it from God's perspective we can see that we are still living in jeopardy now remember we talked about how Job when he recognized the jeopardy in which he lives He had one of two choices he could have taken his own jeopardy in his own hands and try to figure it out or he could turn to god and ask god to save him and we do the same thing with jesus as our savior because when we realize that we live in jeopardy we can either take it in our own hands try to figure out on our own or we can turn to god who has sent us his son jesus christ to save us and that whole concept of having a savior having a messiah is something we'll delve in today when we uh, look back at what Isaiah said about the coming Messiah as the wonderful counselor. Now, we've talked about Jesus as the I am the Alpha and Omega, and we've talked about him as the light of the world, and we talked about him as the bread of life last week, of course. And in all those messages that we've done so far, we've been trying to address the confused feelings that we have, our... Uh, our co- corrupted thinking that the, we have in culture, the compromised behaviors that have resulted from all of that. And we're now on the second cycle as we come back to the confused feelings aspect of our mes- our messages. And when we talk about Jesus in light of being the wonderful counselor, we have to ask ourselves this question. Why would Isaiah, uh, hundreds of years before Jesus was ever here describe him as a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. I think there's a reason for us to see that today, especially as more and more people are aware that there's a mental health crisis here in America. We seem to have everything that we could possibly need even more than we could ever want. And yet people are unhappy. They're unfulfilled. They're frustrated and they're fearful. As a matter of fact, Mental Health of America reports that 19.8%, 86% of adults are experiencing a mental illness. That's diagnosable. That's 19.86%. That equals 50 million Americans. They also report that 5, or 4.91% are experiencing severe, incapacitating mental illness. They did all kinds of research to conclude that the states that ranked a lower prevalence of mental illness had higher rates of access to care for adults. So access to care is the important component to dealing with the current mental health crisis, according to Mental Health of America. I agree. Access to care is the most important component. I think it's important for you to realize that our access to care through Christ Jesus as our wonderful counselor is what we're talking about today. We've already talked about depression, fear, and loneliness as a part of the top ten worst feelings in the world when we considered the claim that Jesus is the Alpha and Omega. I am the Alpha and Omega. And today we will consider how Jesus can help us with stress, helplessness, heartbreak, anxiety, and do so as our wonderful counselor. On October 30th, we'll talk about Jesus as our mediator, who can help us with our feelings of paranoia, guilt, and regret. But the point is that Jesus has consistently served as our access to care when we are in jeopardy because we struggle with our confused feelings that distract or debilitate us. Surely you know that if you're stressed, feeling helpless, heartbreak, or ang- anxious, that it is a distraction to you. And sometimes those things can completely bilitate you where you cannot function where, as you should. So today, our category in this Jeopardy kind of format, This is Jeopardy, our category for today is Confused Feelings. Jesus helps us work through our confused feelings from an eternal perspective because he was, is, and is to come. He is best to help us overcome our confused feelings because he is our eternal protector who establishes and upholds justice and righteousness so we can regain an eternal perspective to overcome our confused feelings of stress, helplessness, heartbreak, and anxiety. And our proof of that is found in Isaiah chapter 9. In verse 2, it sets the whole matter up where it talks about how Isaiah's foretelling of the Messiah who will come. And he says specifically, the Messiah who who shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Now, none of us have probably seen anything like this unless you remember pictures from Vietnam where they could yoke their enemies or, and and you know what a yoke is because you're familiar with farming equipment, uh, especially when we had um, horses or yak-drawn things or uh, cow-drawn things. You put a yoke around their neck and then you would tie your straps and things to the yoke, and then the power of the animal would carry along whatever it needed to carry along the burden. We may not be as familiar with the bar across the shoulders because that was a representation of what they used to do to prisoners, those that they wanted to enslave. They would take a long bar, put it back across the shoulders, then they they would affix the hands or wrists to the bar tightly enough where they could not resist even if they wanted to. And then sometimes they would make shackles from that bar down to the feet so they would not be able to run or be able to escape. And Isaiah uses this imagery of a yoke and um, a bar, but also the rod. And of course the rod represented the threat of punishment. Again, shattered he, Jesus would shatter the yoke that burdens them the bar across their shoulders, and the rod of their oppressor. This picture of forced slavery in which the people of Israel lived in such misery would end because, and here's where Isaiah picks up in verse 6, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy for to us a child is born to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace and of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end and he will reign on david's and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever And then Isaiah concludes the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now there's some big promises here. First of all, he will establish and uphold his kingdom with justice and righteousness from that time and forever, meaning when Jesus comes, the Messiah comes and we know Isaiah is talking about the Messiah. So we believe Jesus is the Messiah. From that time and forevermore, Jesus was going to establish a kingdom that was based upon justice and righteousness, and he was going to establish it and uphold it. And he's talking about, more specifically here, the church, the kingdom of God, us, his people. That when we live under Jesus as our wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the greatness of his government will be over us. Now, there'll be other things that we um, might be responsible to uh, give honor to, and the New Testament talks about our government, our, the, the establishments that we have of those things that govern us, but in a greater sense, over all of that, all kingdoms on this earth is the kingdom of God and his establishment of justice and righteousness through his son, Jesus Christ. And it says the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this, meaning it will be his energy. It will be his creativity. It will be his power that will make sure that this takes place. And the good news for us today is that even though we might be living in jeopardy, even though we might be suffering from stress and helplessness and heartbreak and anxiety and all the other things we talked about before and that we'll talk about, you know, at the end of October, Jesus can, as our wonderful counselor, he can bring help to us in that especially if we understand this is jeopardy. The jeopardy in which those we know and love, the jeopardy they live in, it's the hazard or risk of exposure to loss, harm, death, or injury. For them, it is magnified in our time through the feelings of stress and helplessness and heartbreak and anxiety that are part of the top 10 things that are reported as being Uh, debilitating and distracting. But Jesus prophesied and promised as the wonderful counselor has the perspective, the power, the patience, and the peace to help us overcome the evil tyranny which is holding us as captives. And he does this by shattering what we'll call the yoke, the bar, and the rod, which is making us miserable that Isaiah predicted what Jesus would do. And the truth is that when the Bible says something is true, it is true not just for the situation in which it is promised, but truth is truth. So when Jesus is the wonderful counselor who helps shatter our oppressors, he promises that for us as well. So here's the clue today to which you should know the answer question. Because I've already told it to you several times. So, are you ready? The clue. What mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, can help us overcome our confused feelings caused by the yoke of stress and helplessness, the bar of heartbreak, and the rod of anxiety by helping us regain the eternal perspective of the eternal protector who shatters the yoke, the bar, and the rod of our misery? I know it's a long clue. This is Jeopardy. (laughs) Haven't you ever felt that whenever you're watching those clues on Jeopardy? There are so many issues that are brought up here. But what's the answer question? Who is Jesus? But more in particular, who is Wonderful Counselor? Yeah, look in your bulletin. It's the title of the message today. Is it behind me? A Wonderful Counselor. All right. Jesus is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And he can help us overcome any of the feelings that are yoking us, the stress, the helplessness, those things that are shackling us, the the heartbreak, those things that are beating us up, the anxiety. And that's what anxiety, and we'll get into these more as we go through this, but the world is beating people up right now. It's enslaving them with things that, debilitate them and distract them, and, and today we'll we will talk about these things that we, that we have here, but then we'll, next week we'll talk about the, the next level of that, which is, this is all kind of the category of sensualism, and then the week after that we'll get more, or we'll have a mission thing uh, that week, but then the week after that Seth's going to talk to us about uh, more specifically what Galatians teaches us these things are. Who is our Wonderful Counselor? What is it that Jesus is able to do for us that really helps us overcome? Well, Wonderful Counselor, Jesus, who shatters the yoke of stress and helplessness through justice and righteousness, he does so, first of all, we'll talk about as Mighty God. Jesus, as our Wonderful Counselor, is also our Mighty God. Have you ever Talk to someone who they seem to give you some kind of counsel, but they can't really do anything about your situation because they don't have any say. So they can be encouraging. They can be understanding. They can be a lot of things for you, but they cannot be your mighty God. Jesus says, if you come to me and you full of stress, whatever it is you you're feeling, if you're full of stress and you're feeling helpless You come to me as the wonderful counselor, and I will give you an answer as the mighty God. When we allow tyrannical forces to yoke us to submit to their will as their servants, it creates confused feelings of stress and helplessness, which jeopardize our health. But Jesus, our wonderful counselor, helps us regain the perspective that we have a mighty God who has the power to hold accountable everyone for everything through justice and righteousness. That's why when somebody does something bad to you, your first response or instinct should be, well, listen, what what's the mighty God think about this? Normally, our first instinct is to feel stressed and helpless, like "Oh no, woe is me." But what Jesus would tell you as His wonderful counselor, "I'm Mighty God, so woe is them." They hurting you? They causing you problems? You might want to be just patient, let God do His thing, find rest, hope, helping me. God's going to take care of those. Hebrews chapter 4, 13 reminds us that nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. First Peter 4, 4 through 5 says, They are surprised that you not join with them, their reckless while living, and they heap abuse upon you, but they will have to give an account to him who's ready to judge the living and the dead. Jesus can help us with our stress and sense of helplessness by reminding us that he's the mighty God. Not woe is me, but woe is them. They're the ones that are going to have to be held accountable before the mighty God. And there's nothing escaping God's notice. You might want to warn them. Hey, You might not want to hurt me so much because you're going to have to stand before the Lord on Judgment Day. They probably won't receive that very well, but that's the reality we have to live in. And that's how Jesus counsels us, by saying, hey, I'm your mighty God. I got it. Nobody's getting away with anything. You may have to suffer. You may have to endure. You might have to go through things, but not without hope. I'm here to help you get through whatever it is you need to get through because I am your mighty God. I will hold accountable anyone who is trying to yoke you in slavery. Now our stress and helplessness can melt away under this kind of care. This care of our wonderful counselor who as our mighty God shatters any yoke put on us by others designed to serve their unhealthy wants. and. I mean, we just get used to this in this world. There are others, there are people, they're being used by Satan. They want to yoke you in slavery to serve their unhealthy wants. They will manipulate you, they will exploit you, they will coerce you, they will harass you, they'll do all kinds of things, they'll try to convince you. And what is our answer? We go to our wonderful counselor. And most of the time when we go to a counselor, will you know, they'll try to they'll be understanding, and you know, how do you feel and what do you think? And here's what God says. Listen, here's what Jesus says, our wonderful counselor. I'm your mighty God. We'll take care of that. Anyone who causes trouble to you will receive more trouble than you've ever received. Now that might make us feel better, but it should relieve our stress and our helplessness. Because what we're understanding is that the person that we have given, we've enslaved ourselves to, we have allowed them to yoke us into that control of our lives. We can say to them, "Uh uh-uh, no more. You're going to be held accountable to God just like I'm going to be held accountable to God. I'm going to submit to my wonderful counselor, mighty God. Now, you better do so, but I'm not going to let you control me anymore. That's how the wonderful counselors, the mighty God, destroys that power over us. So confused feelings for a thousand, Alex, <laughs> Our confused feelings of stress and helplessness are a result of the yoke of service, which has been forced upon us by others. We have lost control of our direction and speed because we have allowed someone else to hold the reins of our experience. That sound familiar to anyone you know? Maybe, it, maybe that's how you feel. You feel stressed and helpless because you feel like you are under someone else's yoke. They have the reins. So you've lost control of the direction you want to go because they've got that in the reins. And the speed, they can pull back on the, you know, and hurt you if you're going too fast. Or they can go, come, go, 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 faster, faster. They can beat you with the straps if they want to. So we need to turn to our wonderful counselor because as they seek to control us through guilt and shame, Jesus says to us as our wonderful counselor, I'm your mighty God. I'm holding everyone accountable. You don't have to submit to them. You submit to me. If you have stress and helplessness, you give that to me knowing that I will hold everyone accountable in your life that's trying to yoke you, cause you to serve them. Now they seek to control us through guilt and shame often. And the great thing that we have in Christ as the one who upholds everything through justice and righteousness is that if we, he tells us that if we come to him and we give our lives over to him and we believe in him, we are set free, we're forgiven. But there are a lot of folks in your life that like to use the force bound strategy. Now the force bound strategy is, well-known in the world of Jeopardy maniacs, you know, those fa- fa- fanatics, I should say, not maniacs, the Jeopardy fanatics, because they study. Maybe you maybe you are one of these people. They will actually tape the show and they'll study the techniques that are being used. And there's a lot of psychological stuff that goes on in the game of Jeopardy. Maybe you notice it, maybe you don't. But one of the well-known strategies, so to speak, used by Ken Jennings, by the way, who uh, is now hosting and has won a lot of money and been very successful at, is called the force bounce strategy, in which they want to quickly move the game down the road. And they will always start with the center, and they'll start with the high value clues because what do you think they're looking for? Huh? the daily double. So, if they find the daily double, they can get ahead quicker. They can put stress on those that they're playing with. So, they look for the high value clues and they, they know that if they, if they get the daily double, that they can prevent the other player from uh, picking up any points because they control it, right? So, even if they lose, they prevent the other person from gaining, Now, that may not make any sense to us, but if you are pretty confident in the fact that you're going to be able to answer the question, getting that daily doubles, you know, it's like uh, the greatest prize ever. So their hope is to overcome their opponents with speed and with the pressure of being in power over them. You know, we're smarter than you. We're going to keep going. This is going to be so fast. You have people in your life that are trying to overcome you all the time. They may be using speed, but they're they're using guilt and they're using shame. They want you to feel like you're not worthy. You shouldn't be in the game. You don't have any power. You are less than them as those who use the force-bound strategy try to do. They try to prove they're better, smarter, faster so that you give up. And I want you to know that that people who do that to you they're just being used by Satan in following their nature. I'm not trying to be uh, say that they're satanic or anything like that, but they're following their nature, and that's how Satan uses them to control you, to yoke you in slavery. But you have a wonderful counselor who's mighty God. You also have a wonderful counselor who shatters the bar of heartbreak through justice and righteousness as the everlasting father. Remember the bar? you got the bar that goes across your back, and they shackle your hands to the bar, and then run a shackle down to your feet. That's the picture you need to have here. Jesus, who is our wonderful counselor, he shatters the bar of heartbreak through justice and righteousness, and he does so as our everlasting Father. When we allow tyrannical forces to put rods that shackle us to submit to their will as their slaves... It creates confused feelings of heartbreak, which jeopardize our health. are heartbroken because we feel like we're being enslaved and completely controlled. We're humiliated. It creates confused feelings of heartbreak. Jesus as our wonderful counselor, helps us regain the perspective that we have an everlasting Father who has the patience to address the lawlessness of those who shackle us while else helping us unshackle from them by encouraging us with justice and righteousness, we live in lawlessness. We've talked about sexualism and sensual. We'll talk about sensualism next week, and then we'll talk about scientism later to conclude this whole sermon series. But in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse fifteen through seventeen, the setup here is that uh, Paul is telling the Thessalonians that. God is going to send a, a powerful delusion amongst people, and they will willingly serve Satan um, because their mind is so deluded. They've given themselves over to everything that's, that's wrong and sensual. So Paul says to them there in verse 15 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself as a, as, and God of our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. When we feel shackled and we have those who are trying to control us, enslave us, We can unshackle by submitting ourselves to God, do everything, every good word and deed, knowing that the culture around us has been given over to delusion. (laughs) And there's nothing that I I don't think we'd have to argue very long to say that our culture right now has been given over to delusion. What's right is wrong, what's wrong is right, what is up is down, what's down is up, you know. We have those who can't even bring themselves to defining what a woman or a man is anymore because they're afraid that they might be canceled. These are powerful people, people in Congress, people who serve in the administration. Paul says to us when we're in the midst of such delusion, let Jesus encourage you. He has eternal, eternal encouragement and good hope for us, and he encourages our hearts and strengthens us In every good word and deed that we do, this is our, this is our revenge is to do good. Every good deed, every good word, soft answer turns away the wrath. It's so hard for us these days because everything is so caustic, but our heartbreak, it can melt away under the care of our wonderful counselor who as our eternal father unshackles any bar Put on us by others designed to serve their unhealthy wants. And they're surprised, you just don't throw with them, they're deluded. So confused feelings for 2000, Alex. Our confused feeling of heartbreak is a result of the bar of slavery affixed to our shoulders we've lost control of our determination and satisfaction in this culture because we've allowed someone else to shackle us to their experience Hmm. we've lost control of our own determination and satisfaction because we've allowed someone else to shackle us to their experience they seek to conform us through humiliation and harassment And oftentimes it'll be in the form of, you don't love me, you don't believe in me, you don't care about me. Because they want to do something that is part of the deluded mindset of the world. Jesus says when we have confused feelings of heartbreak like that, do good, say good, just keep loving God's in control, he knows that there are people who are deluded in this world, and the context of 2 Thessalonians is that God's got it all under control. He will hold those accountable who need to be held accountable. He will punish those who need to be punished, and he will reward and bless those who need to be rewarded and blessed. And you don't wanna be those that are part of the former, you wanna be those who are blessed, not punished. If we wanna use another jeopardy illustration here, Again, if you watch how they play the game, there's the random strategy that's often used, and this is Jeopardy, and that is where they will jump around randomly from one category to the other, and that drives me crazy. If you ever, I watch Jeopardy, and that drives me crazy. Stick with the category. I'd rather you start at 100 and finish at whatever it is on the first and then start at 200 and finish at 2,000 in the second round. But they jump all, some of them just jump all over the place, and I... When I think I have it, and I'm not uh, as quick-witted as probably some of those that are on Jeopardy, obviously, because I've not been on Jeopardy. But you watch them, and it's kind of like, uh, I would like, rather be like uh, uh, the guy in uh, Groundhog who lives the same day every time. Have you seen that scene where he's answering every, every question or every answer on Jeopardy, and everybody around him is just amazed because he already knows what the question answer is? I want to be like that. I want to just let, just let it flow. But the, 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 the random uh, strategy here, it is designed to keep the opponent off balance because most of us are linear thinking. We can get a category. We think about answers that are in that category. We're set in that and then all of a sudden somebody else answers the question and then jumps to a different category. And then we got to think, okay, what was that category again? And I have a problem with remembering the categories anyway. It's called overstimulation of the opponent, that's the goal. And what, that's what the devil's trying to do with us in this world, this, this world of delusion. He's trying to overstimulate us with every crazy thing that can happen in our families and with our friends and with what's going on. And you might think there's no hope, but Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He says, I'm your everlasting father. I will be patient, I've I got this under control. I'm gonna take care of all this. You just do good. You say good. And God will take care of you. But then Jesus is also described here as the wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace, who shatters the rod of anxiety through justice and righteousness. Here's the rod people wanna beat you, they wanna force you into compliance. They threaten you in every way. And when we allow tyrannical forces to use the rod to beat us to submit to their will, they want us to be their subordinates, you know. We're lesser than them because we're not as smart as, not as wise as, not as, I'm sorry, I need to be careful when I say wise as, don't I? We're not as good as any of them. They're smarter, better, right? They want us to submit to them as subordinates. And if we don't, they're going to beat us up with whatever rod they can get their hands on. <laughs> Some of you younger people may not remember this, but I remember the day when if I made my mom or dad mad, they'd start reaching for whatever they could to whip my behind. You know, have you ever a switch or a belt or... A brick, what not a brick, not nothing like that. But you know, they'd be just searching to get because they needed to give me a whipping right then. Well, that's how the world likes to do it. It just likes to beat you with whatever they can find, and it creates confused feelings of anxiety for us, which jeopardize our health. But Jesus is our wonderful counselor. He helps us regain the perspective that we have a Prince of Peace who has the peaceful approach through justice and righteousness to help us overcome no matter what the situation. What? Remember what Jesus did? He peacefully laid down his life and he changed the world because he entrusted himself to his father. Romans chapter five, verse one through five says therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God now he could have stopped there but he goes on to say not only so but we also glory in our sufferings what I get that first part. I love the idea about peace, but now you're talking about glorying in your sufferings. He says, because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We have peace but we also find peace through our suffering because it completes us, it matures us. Our anxiety can melt away under the care of our wonderful counselor, who, as our Prince of Peace, helps us through suffering put on us by others, by threat of the rod, by putting our faith and trust in him, knowing that it can bring about perfection in us. Now, it doesn't mean that what they're doing is right. That's why we have a mighty God, everlasting Father, who says, well, we'll hold them accountable. You, I'm going to add, remind you as the Prince of Peace, is to be at peace with all men, to love, to share, to be kind. That's how we deal with the anxiety that we have in this world, because the anxiety we have is we feel like we've got to be pleasing and doing and, you know, nothing is in our control And we, if we have the Prince of Peace who's guiding our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus, we just relax in him because he's got it all under control. And he tells us to just add to our faith um, or let's see, perseverance, character, character, hope, because our hope does not put us to shame. Because God is perfecting us through it all. Double jeopardy. Here we get a daily double. Do 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 do. Now I love it when they say Alex or Jeff or Malika, whatever her name is. Uh, Let's make this as a true daily double. I still haven't figured out what that means all the time because then, then they say, okay, this is worth five thousand or whatever. But I think the true daily double is that they can either bet what they whatever amount that they want, or if it's true daily double, they can uh, double double what it is that they're betting. That would be my understanding of it, but. Our confused feeling of anxiety is a result of the rod of punishment that's threatened on us by others. They want us to be afraid of them. We've lost control of our definition and standing. We don't know who we are. We can't define ourselves anymore or the standing that we have in Christ Jesus because we've allowed someone else to threaten our reputation. They want to hurt us. They seek to cancel us. Through threat and marginalization, they don't want us to matter. They want you to say, it doesn't matter, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or any other kind of social media is kind of where I'm thinking with this. They just want to tell, tell the world you don't matter because of what you believe, what you think. They want to marginalize you. They want to threaten you. But in that strategy where they do have the daily double one of the things that they do is they will do the maximum bet on the daily double every time. And I think it was James Holzbauer that his technique was to try to make those as much as possible value those as much as possible because his, he wanted to win as much money as quickly as he could. And his hope was to run up the score to make the very most money he could at final final jeopardy. And so he was taking a risk. But he would bet the very maximum on every daily double that he could because he wanted to have enough money in the bank so that he could double down in final jeopardy. And I think at one point, he was either high he made 118000 in one day or maybe that was someone else using this technique. But he wanted to have so much money that it just overwhelmed the opponent. Where the, the, you know, you just kind of used... Maybe you've ever felt like this where you're just looking at other people who seem so successful and you're down on the sideline just overwhelmed by how great they are. But if they're a person, they're really not that great. (laughs) They've just overwhelmed you. I'm not saying we can't respect for good people in our life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those people who seek to control us. They want to control how we define ourselves and where we stand in this world through threat and marginalization, we will not be overwhelmed if we believe in Jesus as our Prince of Peace. Jesus, you're my Prince of Peace. You're my wonderful counselor. And he says, just be at peace. Be at peace with me. Be at peace with my Father. Try to be at peace with everyone around you. And put your faith and your trust in me. I've got this taken care of. But don't let anyone define you or try to change your standards. When people suffer with confused feelings of stress, helplessness, heartbreak, and anxiety, the problem is they feel so behind, like many Jeopardy contestants. They withdraw, they become uncomfortable in the game, they're afraid to play, and most of all they're embarrassed because they don't qualify to continue to compete. And those people who don't have enough money even to play Final Jeopardy, they're just kind of off in the corner with a negative in their, you know, under their name they kind of darken their screen you know whatever what a humiliation but jesus he's our wonderful counselor he can help us overcome our stress our helplessness our heartbreak our anxiety by helping us regain the eternal perspective that we have an eternal protector who is our mighty god our everlasting father and our prince of peace he Through justice and righteousness shatters the yoke, the bar, the rod used by others to control what we do for them. And it's an age-old game in which our wonderful counselor gives us access to the tools and solutions that empower us. And in Isaiah, he concluded that whole section by saying, It's the zeal of the Lord Almighty that will accomplish this. And we sometimes forget the access given to us by God to all the help we would ever need and Jesus as our wonderful counselor. It's God's zeal, his energy, his eternal energy, his creative energy that is working in your life to help you when you're oppressed and through your life to help others when they are oppressed, when they are down. You know someone suffering from confused feelings of stress and helplessness, heartbreak and anxiety, they live in your family they're your friends you go to school with them you work with them give them access to the wonderful counselor who is our mighty God our everlasting father our prince of peace jesus and when we give him give them access to his care and his therapy they'll be able to overcome let's pray Dear Father, we are grateful for this promise that was made hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, that he would be the wonderful counselor and the government would rest on his shoulders. And I'm thankful that I can look out in the world and even though there's chaos and delusion and people who are claiming that they're in charge and, you know, the world might seem like it's on the the fringe of complete destruction. That you have promised us that everything is on the shoulders of the one who is righteous and just, Jesus. That there's not a thing that happens in this world that does not happen without his care and his design. And that we as his people can come to him as our wonderful counselor. And no matter how big the problem, as mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, he can help us overcome. He can help us overcome those who yoke us who put the rod on our shoulders to shackle us and who use the or who put the bar to shackle us and who use the rod to beat us by teaching us to have the eternal perspective to deal with those feelings that come from that the, the stress, the helplessness the heartbreak, the anxiety I pray for anyone who's here today that's been struggling with any of those things that turn to him today right now as the wonderful counselor. And if they need more, they need to talk about this more in depth just to reach out to me so that I can talk to them about it. But also to be aware that there are people around them in their lives right now that are overwhelmed. Some of them are part of the powerful delusion that's going on in this country, in this culture. We need a Prince of Peace who will teach us to be patient, to do good, to say the good things, to entrust ourselves to what God has promised He would do as the government rests on his shoulders. He's the one who takes care of all that. Help us to find confidence in that and to, to be encouraged by the zeal of the Lord in our own lives to accomplish this in us and in the lives of those that we know because there's so many who are burdened in difficulty and struggle. Jesus is our wonderful counselor. And it's in his precious name that we pray all these things. And let God's people say,